0: The size of the backpack has been illuminated. We've seen light and going off all over of the sky. And welcome to another episode of Radio Contra, the podcast of AmericanPartisan.org, BrushBeater.org, and hosted by me, the Cominante of the Mossy Oak Militia, deep in the heart of rural Appalachistan. Appalachistan. uh, Uh. That's right. I am Uh. sitting here with a very good friend of mine, honored guest, and somebody that I am sure a heck of a lot of you out there. No, by his very wildly popular book series going home all around cool dude hell of a good drinking buddy of mine mr chris weatherman angry american himself what is up
1: brother not much how you been man been a, been a minute since we was in the woods here a couple of weeks ago but that was a really really good class you did out there bro i mean like yeah i'm still getting feedback from people on it
0: right on man i i am certain that y'all did not have as much fun as i did teaching
1: it i don't know i had a blast i think everybody (laughs) we had so much fun (laughs) dude
0: it was uh so we we ran rto advanced rto and signals intelligence uh down at your place and uh for all the listeners out there and man it was a blast it was It was one of those classes where it was like it felt like we were getting started, and then bam, the day was over like yeah it,
1: the the days went by so so fast. it's like I'm looking around and it's like, are we pouring cocktails already? Is it time like damn it, you know? yeah
0: <laughs> it, it was like it, it, i mean it it was it, it whenever and it's a fact, man, the the longer I go in doing this, the the more that I realize, like the, the faster the days go, that means you are having a kick-ass class. Like when, when you, when you look down and already it's lunchtime and you feel like this guy started, like, you know that it's a good class at that point. And like, man, the, the practical exercises watching y'all do that, um, I mean, it was it was like it it almost ends up me being kind of on autopilot because you're just doing everything that you you were taught to do. And I mean, you're knocking it out of the park. It it was easily one of the best classes I've ever had. And every class that I have is is awesome these days. Like I am habitually impressed by the, the awesome quality of people that are out there. But man, you guys you guys just like took it up a notch.
1: For real. Yeah, the the guys that were in that class, um I mean, you could tell every one of them came there to learn. Like and there were some experienced oh, yeah. ham dudes there, you know? I mean, we had some experienced ham operators there, some some radio guys. Um but but they jumped into that so quick and and there were no conflicts of personality on this thing. It was like real quick we were like like, when we're getting ready to encode or decode or encrypt or whatever, it was like, all right, you yeah. take this line. I'm going to take that line. You take this line. And, and we were just hammering them out so fast because
0: real world, yeah.
1: Yeah. that's what we're going to need. We, oh, we yeah, can't take an hour to do a message. We need to have a message done in minutes, you know? I'll
0: tell you, man, that was, like, that was like one of the most impressive things that y'all did because normally... Normally in class, it, 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 and this is uh, specifically what we're talking about is the advanced RTO course. Um, I teach a mess a method of encrypting messages that is unbreakable. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's it a is. combination of a couple things. Uh, utilizing it's brilliant,
1: it, actually, it is brilliant. It really is.
0: Well, I didn't come up with it. It's, oh. it's, it's not me. It, oh, that, I know it ain't. That was that was, but, that but, was the NSA. Yeah, it, they came up with it. But I just ripped it off. It's it's that's old school.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's way old school stuff. But it, yeah. it it is it is like you said, it is uber secure, the most secure. It does take a little bit of uh, it does take a little bit of work, you know. Yeah. Um, but as soon as you've got those basics down and you understand the logic behind what you're doing, it was like to every guy in that class, it clicked at the same time. And, and dude. And, 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 you know, and being able to work with people where there were no egos, nobody was trying to be, uh, yes. be a squad leader or, or nothing like that. It was one guy would be like, all right, I'm going to start on this end of the message. And I'm, I'll start on the, the, the you know, the end of the third row of this message. Now, somebody else, i all start on the first one of the second row. And we worked them. And then when, and when I finished that part, we're handing that off to the guy that's over there with the one time pad you know and he's crushing it it was just it it all just flowed so well it's like man in a perfect world this is how it's supposed to operate
0: it seriously man it blew me away because you know like the the way that we do the exercises is you know the 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 team that's out in the field sends the encoded message and then you transmit it back decoded and it was just like it, it was like just a few minutes went by and then bam you're sending the message back i'm like holy shit (laughs) <laughs> Whoa! Like, like, normally this is an exercise that I, that I have to assign a time limit to after you know a couple hours, and, and the guys are still kind of like, eh. you know, like it's. It, it, and there's nothing wrong with that because you you should be making mistakes in training, but man, it was like you guys just took it to a whole new level. Like you've all done it before somewhere.
1: Exactly. I, See, I I've done it before. And I've done it quite a bit before, so. But but you taught me stuff I'd never. Well, it, number one, the trigram thing. Uh, yep. That was a that was a new one to me. I was always having to do this the old school hard hard way. You know. Yeah. Um, that trigram, yep. dude, that was a game changer. That that thing was like I was just like holy hell. Um, and, and I'm yeah. still working on something for the trigram too, which I will talk about off here. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> I can't wait, man. I can't. It's it's like. This is it's so exciting to see all the ideas and the stuff that people come up with when you give people a jumping off point and those synapses start firing and they're just like, yeah, we're going to figure this out. And then they start innovating, man. And that is, oh, it is that that is it's the best,
1: dude. Oh, yeah.
0: It's the best without a
1: doubt. Yeah. And it was fun out there seeing all the different equipment people brought different. Yep you know different ideas that people had you know um i i love ftxs because you know I, I don't like stuff done in hotels to me that's the most miserable kind of a class to go to yeah um nah. i like i like the ftx which you know i will admit we we mel was in the class too and so we we were living and you know we were glamping we brought the camper which worked out well for everybody right <laughs> Come on. We we were grilling and cooking and, and there was a there was a shitter there to be used and you know we had the awnings and held the class under. It, it all worked out well, but um but you know, seeing the guys camping and, and Woody getting getting flooded and poor Mikey <laughs> <laughs> poor Mikey walking Man. by Mikey's tent the day after that that um that Irishman Mikey, you all right? I will awesome. be. All right. Clontarf, that's it. Clontarf.
0: Clontarf, man. He it, I never even heard of that stuff before. Me
1: neither. Me neither. I
0: love some Irish whiskey, man, but let me tell you what, that, that was the drinking class too. Yeah. Uh, it was. I don't
1: like the, the pile of liquor bottles was like <laughs> shit. Damn. It, it looked like a looked like the dumpster behind a bar on a Saturday <laughs> night.
0: <laughs> Damn.
1: I mean, it was, it was one point,
0: man, where, where, uh, one of the guys brought, uh, some, uh, he, I think it was Havana club. He, he got, yep. he, he went and got some Havana club and it was gone. Yeah. Like it was there. The top came off the bottle and it was gone.
1: It was yeah, I like, think that was, I think think started, that was Shane like, went and got that. He was, uh, old Shane. yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. It's like, where, uh, where, where did the Havana club go? Like, Oh, that that's gone. Like, yeah. dude just opened it like yeah passed it around it's gone but <laughs> yeah,
1: so much fun We there was some there was some there was a, an extreme amount of quality knowledge trading hands there oh um, for sure man for sure that there was you know, there's some good cigars being smoked yes um there was some good whiskey being drank and there was good food too because you know every night we cooked pretty much together for the most part everybody else someone might run off and do their own thing but yeah, we we cooked every night, you know, and and um uh, yeah, it was just great. Such a good class. I had such a good time out there. Really
0: it, That and that's how you get tight with people, man. You exactly. you know, when you, you hit the field and you're doing good at work. And a lot of I've had this comment a lot in class that that people learn just as much after hours as they oh, do Oh, I, I say class. the same
1: thing. I say the same thing. I said some of the you know, when you do, when I when I'm telling people to go train like I, I spent all day yesterday on my range. I was on my range all day. I mean, I don't know how much ammo we fired, but yeah. it was a, it was a ton of it. Uh, and we worked everything from precision rifles to pistols. You know, um, but I tell people at classes, I'm like, look, when you, when you go to take a class, you're going for two things. Well, for three things. One, you're going to learn from the class. You know, and two, you're going to network and meet other people. And then three, you're going for yep. that time around the fire at night because that is some of the most important time you'll spend at that class. Yeah. Getting talking to people, getting to know people like you just said, making those connections because everybody asks, oh, how do I meet people like minded? And how do I, you know, well, this is how you do it. You go take yeah. a training class and we don't care from who just just take one. Just
0: Yeah, just go, you know, like the, the more opportunities you get to do that. The better man. I, you know, like early on when I was doing this, um, one of the things that was kind of an interesting trend, it was just feedback that I was getting was that I would have people who, you know, there's that crowd out there that like all they do is a hobby is go to training classes to different yeah. things. And like they've they've trained with every tactical instructor out there like they've been to every shooting class ever and and you know eventually they make their way over to your class and and you know you interact with them and um early on when i was doing this I, i had a lot of those guys i mean and i still do but but you know i had i had a lot of those guys early on because you know the the especially the communications classes because there really isn't a whole lot of that out there yeah and um you know they they would show up and they would be like, you know, it's it's really cool that you you hang out with people after class. And that was the most puzzling comment that I think, like, I ever got early on because it just it baffled me. Why wouldn't people want to hang out with their students like and, and uh, one of the guys who we ended up becoming pretty good friends and, and you know, we keep up with each other. Um, and, and it's been years since I had him in, in the first class that had him in, he's like, normally when, whenever, and and I mean, this guy has been to everything. I mean, he's been to like, everybody's out there's class. It's it's this thing, man. And, um, he, he's like, normally once class hours are over, people just split, like they, they go their way and there's not any, like there's no interaction happening and like, that's it yeah and to me like that that's a that's a crime because you're missing out on so much man you're missing out on that human interaction that we just don't like we don't get a lot of opportunity for that anymore man like social media has killed that oh, yeah. kind of the like covid has made it even worse like people are just shut off from one another and you, you get out in the woods for six days with with a group of of, of rowdy cats man and that's it, it's good for the soul, you know, well, that too, and,
1: and, and I honestly believe, you know, man has an intimate connection with fire. This is something that we teach in survival classes. Oh, yeah. We're we are oh, intimately, yeah. intimately connected to fire. Nothing that we've ever achieved, you know, on, on in human history would have been possible without fire. So that it, it's a primal thing to sit around a fire with a group of people at night, you know, while you're talking and swapping stories and you're getting to know people. Um, you know, learn a little bit of this, learn a little bit, and you're still talking shop too at the same time, but you're having oh, yeah. a good time. And and that's how I mean think about it over the millennia. Where did people bond? You know, their work days were done, they sat around the fire, or they sat in front of the fireplace as a family, or they might, you know, sit around the fireplace in, in, in the pub, you know, and in, in, in the village if there was one, or they're just gathered around the fire and they would sit yeah. and talk and 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 um you know fellowship um but but kind of circling back to what you just said about surprise about instructors not hanging with their people because a lot of instructors and i'm not picking on nobody or naming nobody nothing like that but to them it is a straight business each one of those students to them are dollar signs and that's all they are Yeah. and those are those are kind of cult of personality instructors too you pay them a lot of money to go out there to so they can teach you on the range, and then they take off to whatever nice hotel they're staying in or whatever or back home if they're using their facilities um and leave the students to their own your mission, the reason that you're doing this is different uh, oh yeah same reason same yeah. reason I invite people to my house and teach them to shoot you know and and teach stuff here um I yeah. teach radio shit we're not doing it i mean we're you know there's money we have to make money because it it costs us money to do this stuff, but yeah. it's not a cult of personality thing, and we're not charging exorbitant amounts of money to do this stuff. Nah.
0: Nah man, you know? and like that that's the last thing that I would ever want is somebody coming out and training with me just to say they did. That's I don't know, man, like that's just kind of how I'm wired, I guess. Like yeah. I'm kind of I don't see what the big deal is like one of the one of the first things I always ask myself when somebody comes in and and they're acting like a big shot or whatever, why? Like mm. what, what's so special about you? You know, like, I mean, and and you know, I I don't mean that to be like like mean or or crass or anything, but I mean, everybody's got their thing about them, and I don't know, it, it's just how I see it. I want to hang out with people, man. I I like I like meeting new people. I you know, I tell everybody, you heard me say this over the course of that week, that you know, it, it's that experience that I get from te- teaching. Is all the best times that I had in the army without all the, the stupid ones.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. You know? Yep.
0: Like some of the best times that I had in the army was just like in the barracks, you know, when I was a Joe, when I, I was, you know, I was a young soldier, hanging out in the barracks and you never knew what was going to happen. It oh, was yeah. like, it was the most unpredictable, just. You know, and you were learning too, man. You you know, like yeah. you you had those guys that were in the barracks, had been in the unit for a while, and they were teaching you shit after hours. You were learning stuff. You you know, it, it was it was habitual and a good environment. On top of that, and oh, yeah. you get all that when you when you're hanging out with people and new personalities, you get all of that, man. And and like I said. I just don't feel like in this day and age, especially in the era of COVID lockdowns and everybody's always on social media and they're always staring at, you know, a a device of some kind, they're not, they're not interacting on a human level, you know, and so any chance we get to do that, man, the better off we are.
1: Choosing. absolutely i agree 100 that's why that's why I, you know like like you that's why i love to train that's why I, and i really enjoyed training with you i've taken a couple of your classes and i'm gonna take some more just to hang out i mean i like to hang out with you but you're also a damn good instructor you, you know i talked ah. to a lot of the students now nah, the COM <laughs> class went so well because of the way you broke down very complex stuff you did it, it, it i mean to where it was really like stupid simple you're just like you could see it. I was watching the students. You would see it. They'd be like, Oh, that's all it is. That's all I'm doing. I'm like, that's all you're doing, dude. (laughs) It's.
0: I mean, well, the thing is, is like taking, taking abstract concepts. I'm a, I'm a visual learner myself. I have to do things and get hands on with stuff. And then I understand it. And so I just try to explain things the way that it makes sense to me. Because I'm not the smartest guy in the world. Like, I have to sit down and figure stuff out just like everybody else does. Yep. You know, and so if you can make material relatable, the best teachers that I ever had made stuff relatable. Like, they they were able to tell you why you were learning what you were learning, and then it clicks. Yep. Then it's like, okay. So I don't know, man. Like, I try to do that. Some people, most people respond real well to it. I've had a few that you know they don't, but I mean whatever. Everybody's got their own style, and um, well, there's yeah,
1: so. there's always some out there that are hard to reach. I've I've been in some classes and and uh, with, with some very basic stuff, and 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 you know some of my instructors are friends of mine. They're you know these are all good friends of mine. These guys I train with, yeah. and you'll be and I'll be like, dude, that guy is like he's struggling. He's like, yeah, no, he's I'm fixing to pull him off the line i'm going to send him to another range and i'm sending one of my ais with him until he can at least get competent enough at drawing and presenting that pistol to get on line with everybody else you know
0: <laughs> yeah you have sometimes man when, when you have people in in, in a firearms class they're just like they're holding up progress yeah you don't you don't want to single them out like you know and and you ridicule
1: them or anything you just
0: yeah but at the same time it's like all right man like you're i don't know a lot of times in my experience too it's people who are trying really hard to impress an instructor yeah and i've had a few that have come through that are like that i'm telling you like look you don't just do just do what i'm teaching you to do don't worry about impressing that's why like i don't in, in uh, fighting carbine course and, and anytime that I'm doing basic weapons manipulation, I don't include shot timers or any artificial stressors. It's like, look, man, you take all the time you need. I want you to master the mechanics of the motion. The speed will come. Yeah, that'll come. Yep. But, but get, the, get the basics down pat and you can get fast it's, you know crawl then walk yep. run
1: it cracks me up in a in a class uh, you know especially firearms classes it always cracks me up that on like a two or three day class you know like on the second day uh, Carl Erickson in particular tactical rifleman he likes to do this shit
0: he'll get He's the students
1: awesome. yeah Carl's one of my best friends I love that guy to like a brother I mean I would do anything for him and yeah, uh, he uh he'll he'll break out the shot timer. He'll get the students up where they running they're running smooth, man. They're 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 conducting they're executing all their drills. And uh, and then he breaks out that shot timer and it's hilarious to watch people just fall apart, dude, when they <laughs> when that time when that timer shows up, you know? I mean, this it's, guy it's
0: all, mental. it's all mental. They defeat themselves. Yeah, yeah, it's hilarious to shit, see. I gotta go fast. Dude, it, you know, back in the day like way way back in the day when I was um I, I did a class with Jerry Barnhart and um that was my first real class, so to speak. Like I, I was in the army, but that was the first like dedicated specialized firearms class. And that yeah. that really set the tone for um, a lot of things like I, I learned a lot. It was a five day class with him. I learned a hell of a lot in that class and, and came away with, with just a mountain of knowledge. But I fell prey to that as a lot of us did because the beginning, man, the first three days of the course was basic weapons manipulation. Like yep. we were doing that. And then the last two days we were working on split times and, you know, oh, yeah. actually integrating some stressors in there and, um, dude, it, it was, it was so fascinating that and all of us did it because as soon as we knew we were racing the clock, mag changes got sloppy, Yep. you know, like, like for example, man, I was, I was doing a magazine change with retention in under a second and a half before, by the end of the first three days. It was just that fast. Like the yeah. gear was set up for it, everything was good to go. You know, like you and, and if you can get a mag change with with retention down pat the AR, down that fast, and you you know you're blazing.
1: Yo, that and, is that is hella fast. I
0: mean, yeah, and and all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, you know, you you put a shot timer in there, dude. I was I was dropping mags. Yeah, you know, it was I mean, it looks like dog shit and you work through it. And what like he's he individually one on one with all of us going up and down the line. He's like, you're you're defeating yourself in your mind because you're so worried about this shot timer. He's like, "And, and that's why I have it out. But you're you're so worried about that, that you are completely, you know, forgetting everything that you've been working on for
1: the past three days Yeah, because now all you all you're thinking about is speed. And and the funny thing Uh, is like well well like Carl, he uses the green brace standards and what he does is he adds one second to the green brace standard and that's where he wants you to perform. Right. And and it's it's it is no big deal to draw your pistol from a you know from a you know um like a combat style holster outside the pants to draw your pistol present and make a shot in two and a half seconds and hit what you're shooting at two and a half seconds. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. walking apart. Um, I was down to one and a half seconds, one and a half second, draw high a zone, pow hit and, and killing it. One and a half seconds. Yep. And then, but like you said, then the shot timer comes out and, um, and I'm watching these other guys go through it and, and watching them. I mean, they're, they're just crumbling, you know, because like you said, they're trying to rush they're trying to hurry. They're trying to beat that clock. And, um, uh, yep. And so when my turn came, I was just like, I'm going to wait for the beep and I'm going to do everything exactly the same way. I'm not going to speed up. I'm not going to try to rush. I'm not going to do shit. I heard that beep. I drew my pistol. Pow. I had a 1.499, you know, second shot. Oh, yeah. So same thing. The stressors are going to be there and you can't always mitigate them, but if you focus on the fundamentals the basics cuz it's all all this shit is it's just basics some people are just better at the basics than others and um and it'll, it will always work it'll always work
0: oh, 100% man 100% like you 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 got to slow it down you know the, that that yeah. whole slow is smooth smooth is fast mm-hmm. and I always heard that when i was coming up as a young joe and then um, you know lo and behold then it then it was my turn as an n c o and and teaching a lot of these concepts you know and it was, it was true a hundred percent when I was learning it is a hundred percent true now it's it, you know it it's and and that's what people really need to focus on if you if you master the fundamentals, the speed will come. Yes, it will. every single time, you know, and, and like you get
1: smoother and you get smoother. It's yeah. like I go, I go out of my range and I do it both with my concealed carry and I'll do it in my battle rattle and I'll set a target up at about 10 meters and I'll stand there and I'll do my draw. But I do it slow. I'm not even trying to hurry. I'm just trying to make sure that every movement that I make is, is necessary and that there's no wasted movement. So when I start my draw, left hand comes to my chest, I get my grip. I release my pistol, I draw, I come up, horizontal barrel. You know, now my hands are coming together as my pistol's going out, get my shot off, bang. As soon as my arms extend, as soon as I've, I've locked, bang. I wanna be pulling the trigger right then, that instant. All right, I reholster nice and slow, and I do it, and I'll stand out there and do that for mag after mag, just slow, bang, reholster, yep. and just do it over, because then when I gotta do it fast, i can do it fast, you know what I'm saying? It just yeah, it's, it's repetition. It's we we always say that it takes 5,000 repetitions of anything um to to get get down like really really good to it. Like it takes 5, that is a scientific fact that the DOD yeah. determined 5,000 repetitions. So,
0: yep. Now oh, man, it, you you have to you have to train to a level to where it becomes innate whatever that mechanical motion is and, and i call it the economy of motion yeah because like with with uh like miyamoto musashi yeah. um you know he, and he wrote his book of five rings he he talked about how there were you know the, the human body breaks down into certain types of movements. And we can narrow down like the 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 fewer the ancillary movements we have and the more deliberately we move, the more efficient we are. And so when that comes to yes. weapons manipulation, everything and, and that that's why, you know, I teach the economy of motion, the economy of movement and really focus on the mechanical skills when we're doing the fighting carbine, because you you have to be able to move with your weapon you have to be able to manipulate your weapon whatever whether that's a handgun or carbine or you know whatever it is but you have to be able to manipulate it but that is all all part of your movements and so when you see guys that that you know maybe like they're not so hot on magazine changes and they're doing all this extra ancillary movements and you know all all this stuff right you narrow it down and you're like look you know, move, move to this. So talking about mag changes with the AR, the way that I got so fast was having, you know, magazines staged in a specific spot to where I could index them with either hand. Now my fastest time was always with, you know, strong side dominance. So I'm right-handed yep, and yep. You know, utilizing that and, and, you know, utilizing your left hand, To be able to do that mag change and there's a way to do it you stack the mag and then uh simultaneously with your trigger finger with the ar you're hitting the magazine release you're pressing the next mag into place so literally you're you're dropping one mag that you have a grip on the other magazine is there with it and you press it into place Drop the magazine into that, that spot on your gear, that mag pouch that is empty. And I, back then, I was running open-top mag pouches, too. Mm-hmm. And then your support hand comes back up. You're hitting the bolt release. Bam, you're back on the gun. And yep. it's that fast. But you, ha- you have to eliminate all this ancillary movement, all the secondary stuff that people do. And what it is is, is they just get flustered or, you know, whatever it is, they, they're unfamiliar with their gear, but you got to remember, man, like you were saying, you know, 5,000 reps, I, I yeah. easily had that to get that fast. You're talking oh, sure. about a three-day course, well, it was a five-day course in total, but it was a three-day class where we spent six hours doing magazine changes on uh, one of the days.
1: Yeah. We were on my range yesterday. I had a buddy come up from Miami and he stayed a couple nights and, and, uh, we were on the range. I bet I did 150 draws and presentations of my pistol yesterday, yep. you know, and I don't know how many, you know, how many mag changes I did on my rifles and stuff. And I had my, um, my daughter's, my youngest daughter's boyfriend out there with us too. And, um, teaching him to shoot, we're teaching him to shoot. And I started screwing and putting dummy rounds in magazines and stuff, you know? <laughs> and, uh, yes. But, but we were we were, right. we were walk, while he's out there just having fun, we were teaching him. You know what I'm saying? He, right. he didn't know it yet, but he's already being he's in the pipeline. You know?
0: Uh, bro, training training has got to be fun too, man. It, oh, yeah. It's <laughs> that's a pet peeve of mine that people come and they're like they're overly serious, and man, it, it's like look, it like don't be a, don't come out and be a clown, but at the same time, like enjoy what you're doing. You oh know? yeah. In, you should be enjoying what you're doing too. I, I don't know, man. It, it's it, part of that's my personality. You know, I mean, you, I'm a pretty laid back, dude. For the oh yeah, you
1: are. That's why me and you get along so so good too. Is yeah. I'm a lot like you. If I'm not having fun, I don't want to do it. I remember being in one of Carl's classes, and me and Carl were doing this little head to head thing. Um, we were we were using pistols, um, going strong hand, weak hand, alternating shots in a 10 inch plate. Walking back ten yards oh, yeah. each time, and uh, and at, at one point I had changed mags, and I came up and I make my shot and I shoot and I hit the plate and then the mag falls out of my pistol because I, ne- oh. I didn't seat it properly on a mag change, you know. Oh. And, and I'm in front of the entire class, and everybody's laughing at me. I'm like, "Hey, man, it happens to everybody. That's why you do everything the exact same way every time." I'm like, "I just pushed that mag in. I did not tap that mag in. I'm like, and that's why it fell out, you know." Um, Plus, it was on because it, it was on a closed chamber. I knew there's one in the pipe. I was just changing mags. I just pushed it in there, and gave it a little little push. Should have slapped some bitch in there like I always do, you know. And uh, so, but it was funny. And yeah, that's the that's the point of going, guys. Is you get out there and train, you know. And and don't worry about being embarrassed. That's the thing. People go out and they're worried about being. I get embarrassed on the range because if 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 I make a mistake, people are like, oh my god. I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm nobody special, guys. I'm I'm just like y'all. I might do right. this a little bit more. But I'm just another dude just like you guys. Um, I went hey, out to, the, to dinner the other night in Orlando. I'm sitting in a restaurant, having dinner, and the waiter's there, and he's come by. And then a little while later, this, this kitchen walks out. <laughs> this is a nice restaurant in Orlando, like the tourist trap area of Orlando, too. And yeah. Uh, yeah. he walks up, he's standing at the table, and he's like, you who I think you are? I'm like, I don't know. It depends <laughs> on who you think I am. And he's like, he goes, I know exactly who you are. He looks at the waiter. He's like, you know who that is? I'm like, and I look at the waiter. I'm like, nobody. I'm fucking nobody, dude. And
0: <laughs> I'm a guy trying to get something to eat. Now leave me alone.
1: Yeah, right now I'm trying to eat these fajitas. That's what I, that's who I am. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. I have no, I'm like you, I have no ego. I'll go out and embarrass myself. I'll fall down. You know, when I took the scout rifle course, I slid on that knee, fucked it up, and I was gimping around. But I stayed yeah. in it you know we we had fun you know you're still going to learn
0: yeah yeah i mean it, you know it is you got to man i i don't know i i'm just not big on people that are overly serious or take themselves super seriously and they're like oh,
1: like,
0: uh, come on man like i mean uh, you know
1: cult a personality brother that's that's what yeah, that oh is. yeah that's it's called a personality But, you know, the training that we're doing here, the training that you're going, that you're spending all your time doing, which, I mean, people, I don't think, understand the sacrifice that you're putting out there for what you're doing right now. But I don't also think they understand the importance of getting trained at this particular juncture and time in this country. Um, I'm working working on some essays (laughs) that... Won't be able to be posted to Facebook or anywhere like that. They'll take them down in a heartbeat um, and probably ban the shit out of me.
0: I um, happen to know a place where you can post things like that.
1: I, I was going to say, I'm going to, I've got some stuff coming. You you look at it and decide if you want to post these or not. They're. Oh, I they're, do. They're, they're not, they're blunt. They're just pointed, point They're blunt Um, about where we are, where we're going and what's being done to us. And, and, and the fact that I can't understand that people can't see what is being done to us. You know, this, this whole Russia hype thing. Um, you know, they've always got to have a boogeyman, but you know, Russia can, can destroy this country without firing a shot. Cause they'll just set it up so that we do it to each other. I mean,
0: and I think they're doing that. Me too. You no, know, like I've been, you know, we, I mean, we've, we've talked about this offline quite a bit here recently. I think, You know, this whole Ukraine thing, Mm -hmm. the quote unquote deep state, you know, I call them the power elite, whatever you want to call it. You know, they they set up a piggy bank that had absolutely no rules and no adult supervision in Ukraine. And they did that right after the fall of the Soviet Union. They got cranked up and they were over there and they realized pretty quickly that they were able to make a mountain of money. Now, all of a sudden, that's coming into question and that's yeah. being challenged, you know, because it wasn't like everybody makes a big deal about, you know, Biden and Hunter Biden and Burisma. Right. And I've talked about this a lot. You got to understand that Burisma is just one entity. That's yep. just one entity yep. in Ukraine. And you start looking at who the board of directors for these corporate entities that they have set up in Ukraine you start looking at who is staffing this, it mm-hmm. goes deep. It goes deep. And these are some familiar names in certain circles of government, of public policy. These people have been making a bunch of money. I think about, you know, like like uh, The Godfather 2. You know, The Godfather Part 2. And the whole, like, the, the, the big plot line was was that the mob was making all this money in Havana. And all of a sudden, like, the, the Cuban Revolution is breaking out. And they're scrambling. They don't know what to do. And it yep. kicks off of, a, you know, an internal mob war that's going on. And, you know, you, you you've got all of this because the crime families were making so much money there off of the Havana casinos. This was before you know, we, we didn't have Las Vegas, Las Vegas wasn't a nothing. No. Yeah. You no, know, because Havana was where it was being made and it was outside of the jurisdiction of the IRS yep. and you know, any, any domestic authorities that would come in and, and, you know, rain on their parade. Well, if you look at Ukraine, the principle is the exact same. This is what they've been up to, but it's the problem is, is that when you have a you know, a, a mob war, Whatever. That's that's between, you know, gangsters that are that are outside of the system's organized crime. But what happens when organized crime is happening at governmental levels
1: at nation state level? Yeah. Yep. Yeah,
0: and yep. and right now that mob war that's about to kick off is between nations Yep. and they're not screwing around. Yep. You know, and, and you look at somebody who is who, you know, like Biden, who is, you know, not all there. All his mental faculties are not there. And he has surrounded himself with people who are weak need, who don't know what they're doing. They're outclassed. When, when you've got the Department of the Army saying they're going to immediately start chaptering out all the people that haven't had the clot shot. Yep. And yet, on the other hand, you're saying you're going to go to war.
1: Like you're, you're prepping to go to war in Europe. you yeah. got to be out of your mind completely I, don't, I mean that yeah. the the reason putin is making the movements well first and i've always said this and, I, and i'm gonna say it here so that your your listeners can hear it from me because i know you think a little bit along the same lines i do on this this was this was our invention wholly and entirely in 2015 we went in there and started the orange revolution we caused the overthrow of that government we did that shit yep putin came out um Well, and and one of the first laws that the new administration that we helped set up passes in Ukraine, one of the very first laws they pass is they make it illegal to speak Russian in Ukraine. Well, 95% of Eastern Ukraine are ethnic Russians. Now you're telling them they can't even use their own language? What did they think was going to happen? So we get this breakaway thing now. Now Putin comes into the picture. Everybody hates Putin. He's the big evil guy. He's the evil, evil, evil man. And I'm not saying he's a nice he's the dude. Competition, man. And I'm not saying he's a nice dude, but I respect Putin because he looked over and said, There are ethnic Russians being killed on the other side of my border. I'm going to send them support. The same thing we do to freedom fighters all over the world. The exact same thing that we do. So he's doing the same shit we do. And then he goes and says, look, here's the deal. No uh, regional ballistic missiles in Ukraine. No admission of Ukraine to NATO, which Ukraine is decades away from even possibly being considered for admission to NATO because of the corruption they have, which goes back to the crime family thing that we're talking about, which is what all this shit's about. But we did the same thing to Khrushchev in Cuba. We were ready to go to war because he wanted to put missiles in Cuba. Yep. And it was okay for us to do then, but jump forward to 2015 up through now, 2022, and it's not okay for Putin to make the same request of us. And when he was looking at putting missiles in Cuba… There was at least 90 miles of ocean between us. That's a bit, of a bit of an obstacle. From Ukraine to Moscow, there are no natural barriers. There's no, no major rivers of, of, of substance. There's no mountain ranges. There's no fucking nothing. And so I can understand why he's a little nervous and wanting to maintain a bit of a buffer. And to me, that was the most reasonable request. Don't station missiles there and don't let them in NATO and we'll all get along and be fine. I mean, we could have, they could have sat around the table, even with Ukraine there, and been like, look, Ukraine, if you want to deal with Europe to buy some shit, great. If you want to deal with Russia to buy some shit, great. We'll both support you, but neither one of us are going to occupy, arm, you know, try to overly influence you. We're going to let you be Switzerland of Eastern Europe, you know? Yeah. And, and none of this would have happened. None of it would have happened.
0: Nah, but, but you know... Something that we've talked about, and something that that I know that you've been tracking on your end, as have I. I've been doing tracking this situation for years. Me too. Everything has a reaction, mm-hmm. and you know, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So we're making moves in Europe, you know. A decade ago, we pulled out a lot of the units that we had in Germany that were forward staged. We pulled a lot of them out. You know, now we're, we're sending Bubba's back over into Poland and Romania and what we'll have yep. you, right? Which, which is something I predicted too that we were going to do that. Everybody was, you know, uh, uh, less than a month ago, really just a, a couple of weeks ago. Because a month ago I was down in in your neck of the woods, but just a few weeks ago. People were, were really hammering the, the war drums and saying, you know, like, oh, we're, we're definitely going to be going into Ukraine and all yep. stuff. I said, Wait a minute. Look at the language. They're not going to send our troops into Ukraine. They're going to send them into Poland at best because that is a NATO country. That's where they're going to send them. Right. Yep. Same time. You've got. Putin is sending his guys into Belarus. Why is he sending them into Belarus? Because we attempted, we did, we attempted another color revolution. Yes, we did
1: in it Belarus.
0: Failed. Yep, it fell flat. And Vice News, if you go and and you look at Vice News, they are always. It, it is almost predictable whatever it is that they are reporting on when it comes to foreign countries. And anytime they even mention Putin, wherever it is that they're reporting on is also getting primed for a color revolution.
1: Mm, Yes, it is. Absolutely.
0: They were doing that with Lukashenko in Belarus just a few months ago. Yes, they were. And what it was, was there was reporting. You could look these videos up. They were on YouTube. They were on the Vice Network. You could see all this because Vice has got their their news program that they put out Mm -hmm. nightly they were doing it and they were priming the pump and that guy shut down because they were doing this one it what failed for a, a lot of reasons but just like in Kazakhstan they relied too much on social media that guy shut down but they also assumed that people were inherently unhappy if you just scream dictator enough that people will, will be unhappy and the reality is, is that nah actually they're not unhappy And this is a guy who is standing up for their country. They don't really have a beef with anybody, but at the same time, they look at it like, well, no, he's he's not a bad guy. So why are we going to get rid of a good thing? Yeah. Point is, though, where I'm going with that is that over the years. We have seen a, a huge increase in the amount of Chinese and Russian influence in South and Central America to yes, include we have. all of the Caribbean nations as well, chief among them Cuba. But all of the countries, all the independent island nations of the Caribbean are all, I mean, that, that's one of the things that our media is not reporting because they're not going to report because, like Nancy Pelosi said, we don't want to piss off the Chinese, right, which is literally what she said about our yeah. Olympians. Competing there, I personally, my opinion is, we shouldn't have went to the Olympics. We should have boycotted it. But
1: just like know. India did this, India just did because they made a uh-huh. a Chinese soldier the torch runner. So India, India's like they told their athletes, pack up, we're going home. Yeah.
0: Like, and and, I, and on the I'm on the subject of,
1: yeah, on the subject of the Caribbean too. You're right about what's happening down there. I mean, I happen to know for a fact that in places like Saint Croix, which you think of as a vacation destination there is armed conflict taking place down there right now um and has been for some time there are people being shot and killed down there over political divisions and some other stuff but um there our world is far more contested at the moment than people believe and one of the biggest reasons for that Escalation because it is escalating rapidly. You look at now the Chinese are going to share the 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 um, harbor in or the port in Colombia. Uh, Their Russians are sending guys into Nicaragua and Venezuela. Um, yep. This is all happening because they know that we are the weakest that we have ever been. I mean, we are. We our military has been gutted, and you know, and they're making a big deal out of we're gonna we're gonna kick out everybody who hasn't got the shot and we're going to have a pride day the following day because that's what's important, you know, and I'm not knocking the pride thing and all that. Do you, I don't, I mean, and I'll support your right to do you have your parade. You should be able to have your parade. Great. But for our armed services, that should not be our focus. I mean, it just, it should not even be on the radar like nowhere.
0: And, and, you know, big picture, the message that sends to the rest of the world, see, you know, when we, we've let liberalism run amok. In in oh, like, Lord.
1: there's
0: a reason. There's a reason, you know, like you, you look at recruiting commercials, the recruiting commercials that we have here, you know, like US Army, Sally has two mommies, the yeah. bullshit commercial. Nobody takes that seriously, man. And then you look across the pond, you look at the Russian.
1: Recruiting videos, Jesus.
0: <laughs> yeah, you look at you. You look at uh, Chinese media yeah. making statements saying like we're we are um, all of literally all of our media is going to underscore masculinity and you know manhood and Chinese nationalism, mm-hmm. right? As they should. I don't have any problem with that. that that's what they ought to be doing. That's but, yeah. But they why should be doing it? it you, you think like this, this is really interesting that the Chinese own and have influence in such a, a significant portion of our media. Some people say that it's, it's pretty much all of our media. I, you know, I'm not so sure about that, but they definitely do when it comes to the conventional networks, you know. Well, the, it also like, does Comcast, in Hollywood, too.
1: Disney. Hollywood, um, China is backing so many of the, the, the big Hollywood films now like yeah. you know the you you've read the shit where they changed the end of fight club for the chinese audience you know yeah. um and and everybody's keeping their mouth shut everybody's keeping their mouth shut and and you can see their influence everywhere um like the you know uh the uh sequel to top gun you know yep. originally tom cruise's flight jacket had the taiwan flag on it the chinese made him take it off right for the movie You know, it's it's little things like that. And you're like, oh, big deal. So, no. Why are we allowing China to dictate the entertainment, which is also, what is it called when it was originally invented? The programming that our people watch here. China damn sure ain't going to do it for us. If we went over there and said, hey, you can't make the American soldiers the bad guys in this movie. you got to make Canadian soldiers the bad guys in this movie. China would be, they'd give you the finger. You know I mean? They don't care what we think.
0: Because and, just like with, with Mark Milley, you know, the, the American uh, left has sold out. They they sold the nation. They don't believe in, in America. They don't believe in, in nationalism. They don't nope. believe in the greatness of this nation, the promise of this. They don't believe in any of that shit. All they believe in, honestly, Milley, all he believes in is living comfortable. That's all, you know, and, and I got it on pretty good authority that that's all that dude really ever cared about. Because I mean he was he was born the silver spoon anyway. You know, uh, and, um, but that's you know but but here it is, these guys can openly commit treason. You know, Millie yeah. openly committed treason. Yes, there, he did. there is no there is absolutely no if ands, or buts about it. He did, and not a damn thing happened to him. And At double and really thing. kind of
1: doubled down on it when he was asked about it. Yeah. You've yeah.
0: got Alexander Vinman. Now, you know, one of the, the headlines I saw this morning, Alexander Vindman, who is another scumbag, right, scumbag extraordinaire, committing espionage and complicit in sedition from the White House as a lieutenant colonel, this man is an absolute disgrace, and now he is suing the Trumps for what? Yes. What are you suing them for? You were, you were in uniform, you were a commissioned officer in the United States Army, and you were complicit in. In a seditious plot. If he yep. had done the same thing against Biden. They would be crucifying this dude. He would be just like that lieutenant colonel. From the Marine Corps. That they ended up throwing out. Yep. All because he asked for accountability. It would have been the same thing man. It would have been the yep. exact same thing. But instead he got a free pass. He continues to get a free pass. And that little fat bastard. Wanted to, to, to lecture us on. Why we need to be going to fight in Ukraine after he has taken the uniform off it's a disgrace
1: yes it is yeah, it, and and that's part of the problem with our military and what's being done to it it's been purposely being done to it as you as you know for decades you oh, know yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: if you if you read like and we joke about things like 1984 and all this stuff but and i forget the other book i was trying to reference there's another one dystopian variety like that that if you overlay those books over what is happening in this country right now. It is frightening. Like everybody's read 1984, everybody well, not everybody, most people have. So they've heard the name Ingsoc. Do you and I'm sure you probably know, yep. do you know what Ingsoc stands for?
0: English Socialist Party.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. English Socialist for English Communism is what it stands for.
0: It was it was the pan basically Orwell had broken down the, the centers of, of influence or the hegemons, if, you know, like, it, the all the poli-sci guys out there know, like, um hegemonic power or the centers of hegemony when it comes to geopolitics. Yep. And he had broke it down into, basically, the, the English Socialist Party, which was, you know, bears a lot of analog to NATO. Yep. You had the the Asiatics, which, you know, really, if, um, you know, Alexander Dugan, anybody who knows who Alexander Dugan is, um, very important sociology thinker in Russia, but also to China. And so, you know, his his concept of uh, pan-Asiatic socialism, and pan-Asiatic nationalism. Kind of all together is the counter to NATO. And when you see that, you know, in, in Belt and Road, the whole Belt and Road initiative yep. is a big factor in that. And it it is creating economic hegemony across continents. Yep. And that's the real like that that is the thing, you know, with, with Ukraine and all that, the way that it's all breaking down is that you have those economic powers that are competing with one another. But the problem is. Behind it all is that it doesn't it doesn't want it. It doesn't address human freedom, right? All of this stifles it. But that was the larger point that Orwell was making was that we get sucked into the geopolitics and the identity of the individual and the freedom of the individual is thrown completely away. And that was the whole point behind the Winston character is that you can't be an individual when it gets when, when you get sucked into that. And when when you start to, to wake up and you realize what you know what the great game actually is, the ramifications of it, you know by that time, you know, the, the wheels are already in motion.
1: Well, and, and and that lays against exactly what's being done to us today. You know, you, the the idea of an individual opinion is ostracized. You've got to stick with the group think. Um, we have Newspeak where they're changing the definition of words. I read that I read that the ACLU changed their definition of racism twice here recently. Um, one of their their first change of the term racism um, mm-hmm. was the typical stuff, you know, um, you know, but it said. To people or or to people of color against people of color, you know, denying them this or treating them this way about all about people of color. Um, And there was such an outcry against it because that's basically the ACLU saying, oh, you can't be racist to white people, which is the overriding overarching thought today that nothing you can do to a white person can be racist. Racism is racism. But when 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 we allow a movement, which is what this is, and it's a huge movement and it's backed by China and it's even backed by Russia um, to do that to us here, they're both supporting this, you know. Um, because they they want to see us degraded so the aco then has to change it to where they say uh they, they took out the people of color of thing but pretty much left it to say that it's the the white patriarchy is the real problem here and you know it's it's frightening that we 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 are sitting back and just accepting this daily like when the the COVID thing is finally starting to to sputter, you know, we're finally starting to see some sputtering. European yeah. countries everywhere are dropping all their crap, you know. Uh, England's yeah, it, doing it's it. So. It's over, except here. They're 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 still doubling down. They're, you know, Gavin Newsom gets his COVID booster, gets COVID immediately, tweets out that he's got COVID and he had just got his booster, and you should get yours too. Like. Huh. Uh, th- this, is, this is a, a theatrical um, presentation really to, to yeah. demonstrate control of the population and, and who is the good citizen. Like at Ingsoc, when they do the two minutes of uh, – uh what do they go? Two minutes of anger or two minutes of yep. um, something like that where everybody stands up and they put their hands and the X over their head and they scream at the screen. You know, that's what all these mask mandate supporters and vaccine supporters – are doing. They don't even understand that they've manipulated. They were manipulated yeah. to to think that way and to to behave that way at someone else's right. bidding. And and they don't even they don't even know what's happening to them. Well, it's they. I
0: think that it's it's quite ironic when they all a lot of them go out there and, and they're like, oh, but the science, the scientists, science that all of a sudden these people become scientists. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's like, all right, you know, like you, first of all, you, you obviously don't understand the scientific method. That's number one. The, your definition of science is obeying whatever it is that somebody else said is thus. Oh,
1: no. You know? Yeah. You, their idea of science is doing is believing the scientists, but not asking the scientists to provide the data to back up the statement. That is the right. new definition of science. A scientist told me, so therefore it's fact. It's like the leftist mantra has always been, and we watched Hillary Clinton do it for years, right? I have spoke, therefore it is so. You know? Exactly. We know We know this is a blatant lie. There's proof you're lying, but I'll just stand there and keep lying to your face, and I'm just going to keep – and if I say it long enough, Stalin said you say a lie enough times, it becomes truth. It becomes the, it does the world we live in. Yep. That uh, is the world we live in.
0: You know it, it, but we're we're saying a lot of stuff, and and you know obviously it's all things that we've talked about, and I know the the bulk of the audience agrees too. It, oh yeah, it, it listens to it, and and they're probably all like, yeah, you know th- this is what's on the minds of a lot of people out there. But where do you see all this headed to? Because circling back to the the Central America, South America, Cuba, the Caribbean nations, the influence of of china on those nations the the growing influence of the russians in those nations and these secret flights that were happening at night that you know we've, we've got body cam footage from law enforcement in new york is seeing it we know that this is happening you've got chucky doll out there uh, jen saki this line to our faces uh. you know telling us that they don't exist when we see the videos of it where do you see all this going man
1: well, mentioning mentioning Saki there. It struck me the other day that when the narrative has now changed to where if you question the official line of, of, of the need for war against Russia, now you are a Russian propagandist. <laughs> the, the, we are, all we are doing is ticking boxes t- to, to two things. We are ticking boxes to either a, a state-to-state war. Okay. Where we're going to be fighting the damn Russians, and and that's not going to be good for anybody. Or, and I can say and or, we are ticking the boxes to civil conflict. And I guarantee you that if we push Russia to the point that they finally say that we have to do something to ensure our security, and I don't blame Putin for it, that's his job as the president of Russia, that he has to move in. And you've seen the battle plan for, for, for the invasion, I'm, I'm assuming, right? You, you, yep. Okay, all right. So you know what they're going to be doing. They're going to come in out of Donbass, Luhansk. They're going to hit the Dnipia River. They're going to come out of Belarus, go around Chernobyl. They're going to come out of Crimea with both an amphib assault on Odessa as well as uh, uh, an armored column. So you, right. and, and in the plan, Putin builds in time to stop his troops and negotiate. You right. can tell this guy does not want to do this, but we're going to make them do it. And he's going to have to eventually do it. But I predict that when it happens at the exact same time, because they're already setting the stage for it. He is because he's smart. And our people here are so stupid that when the shooting starts in Ukraine, very shortly after that, in my personal opinion, the shooting will start here. Um, yeah. You know, the socialist gun clubs, the John Brown gun clubs, these people... Like, I'm sure your readers are familiar with them. Pull up the John Brown Gun Club page and look at it, all right? And then go into the Wayback Machine and pull up some of their previous pictures, okay? People joke about this, how these guys are, oh, they're, you know, a bunch of pansies in the street with green hair, and we're going to mow them down. Look at the current photos on there. Just go to the John Brown Gun Club Club page and look at the picture. There's three guys in the photo, and they're, they're facing away from you down a firing line. Look at them carefully, look at the equipment they're wearing, look at how and where it's indexed and look at what they're doing. This is not going to be, you know, a a walk through the park. This isn't going to be a one sided, lopsided butchering of of progressives, um, you know, progressive leftists. When this happens, Um, there are going to be a lot of very surprised dead people. They're going to get oh, killed yeah. because they don't take this serious and they think, well, i got my AR and I'll just stand on my porch. It's not going to work that way. Um, mm-hmm. I figure 24 to 48 hours ahead of an invasion of Ukraine is when the cyber attacks will start. I, I, I'm, I'm imagining they're going to they're going to originate out of uh, Russia, Iran and China. Uh, they will target critical infrastructure uh, as far as power generation, water banking. Um And as well as news, Um, they're going to try to they'll probably hit all the the, the big networks. But um, power, we're going to have epic power issues. We're going to have you know any domestic sort of utility they can get into, as well as municipal entities, big cities, things like that. They're going to wreck those places because the more confusion they can create here that we have to deal with, the less of us they have to deal with over there. But, um, and, it, and it would also draw off any public support for fighting in Ukraine when you've been sitting in the dark for four days and the grocery stores are empty. You know? I mean,
0: we're almost there now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're almost there now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you there's know, empty I, I store just, shelves now. One, one little yeah. hiccup in this just-in-time theory that, that, that it did make corporations more money. Was it good for society? Not really. No. It, it really wasn't good for society. It was good for the people that made money. Right.
0: And, we, you know, I I was in uh, one of the local grocery stores around here yesterday and uh, just picking up a a couple of things, you know, extra stuff for dinner. Yeah. And, you know, and and I walk around and and notice what's not there, you know, potatoes, frozen potatoes and frozen, like readily made foods that are frozen, like like prepackaged meals in the freezer section. They're all gone, man. They're all gone. And they it's been that way for a month now. And so yeah. it's, it's becoming normalized. But see, here's the thing, man. When you start shutting off the grid, when you start shutting off people's access to banking, and then you couple that with the incompetent leadership in these urban areas, I mean – you know, this. look at this mayor of New York, this new mayor of New York. And he, you know, people were, they hated, they hated de Blasio so much, right? Yeah. Mayor, Mayor Sandinista. They hate this guy so much. They want him gone. They want him gone so bad that they vote for a guy who's of the same, the exact same political party. And they justify it by saying, oh, well, you know, he's, he's a black guy who used to be a cop. So he's going to be so much better. Yeah. Yeah. What is he already out there saying? So you got you got two NYPD officers that get killed yep. on the job, both of them young guys. It's very unfortunate, very heartbreaking. You, you've got uh, the district attorney in New York City who is a communist scumbag as well. These two young officers got slain by a guy who should have been imprisoned. All right. He yep. should have been imprisoned, in but instead they're listening to these liberal lunatics that are out there. And again, vice news. Vice News ran a piece, not that long ago, right before that DA was elected, talking about how dangerous Rikers Island was for the people there. And they called them inhabitants,
1: yeah. not inmates. Yeah, that's they the whole new inhabitants. thing. Inhabitants. He's the same DA that said he will no longer prosecute gun crimes in New York City unless someone is hurt. So you can rob somebody at gunpoint, but as long as you don't shoot them. You don't yeah, catch a gun charge.
0: Crazy. And and so this mayor, this mayor who's just as big a scumbag as any of the others, but really he's worse because he lies to you about what he really is. He can't tell anybody the truth. And no. so now all of a sudden, this guy ain't even been on the job two months and they're already realizing this was a bad idea. Oh, yeah. This guy's a bad idea. He's more worried about eating his, the kids in school that I feel really in all this mess, I feel the worst for because they have to wear masks and they were in New York City. It was it was one of the public schools up there that, that uh, earlier in the winter they were forcing these kids to eat outside and it was freezing and it was raining on them. They were getting freezing rain on these little kids, man. They were like kindergarten and first grade and they're making them eat outside outside. I mean it's just draconian measures cuz they said it was a, it, it it was a covid prevention that's bullshit but you know anyway point is is that you cut you cut the lights off in these cities that are already seething with anger and and you created these conditions right and you have incompetent leadership at every single level what do you think is going to
1: happen? Not even, not even that they're incompetent. Happen? It's that they are, they are deliberately destructive. They are, it's like they're going in there to try to tear the system down. And, and COVID, when you step back and look at the whole big picture of it, is a prime example of this. We're going to make this hurt so bad that these people will beg us to, to, to suppress their rights even further if we just promise to make it all go away. We'll make them, we'll have them on their knees. So you look at California and the kind of crazy shit they're doing, like San Jose, just the city now just passed an ordinance, which I don't think is says constitutional. It'll we'll probably get struck down. But if you own a gun and you live in the city of San Jose, you have to carry insurance as a gun owner now, which you should anyway, oh, in my yeah. opinion. But the state doesn't have the right to tell you to do that, in my opinion. That's, that's my yeah. opinion. Yeah. But this shit keeps happening, and we're seeing it increase at such velocity now that it, it's hard to pay attention. Like most people don't watch the news. They don't pay attention. They don't care because you are so inundated all day long with the message of you are evil and you are wrong and everything you believe in is evil and wrong and needs to be eradicated. That is legitimately the message coming out of mainstream media today to the the vast majority of this country. Um, and I'm not trying to get into to the racial thing here, but this is a political thing. That's so why I'm going to bring it up. African-Americans make up 13% of this country. LGB keeps – LGB what-the-fuck-ever makes up about 4.8% of this country. And there are crossovers in those two demographics. But let's just – for the sake of argument, we're going to say that this entire nation is being brought to – is being being told to bend its knee to yield to 17% of the population. Now, I'm not saying there weren't injustices in the past, because there were. They've been acknowledged, they've been addressed, there's laws in place, that stuff can't happen no more. And it doesn't happen the way they make it out to be. Both of these groups pretend that every day they walk out on the street, they're being hunted, you know, and that's not the case. Um no. law enforcement's being hunted for damn sure. Um yeah. honest citizens are being hunted because elements of those two of, of one of those groups, at least, and of the larger society at whole understand that the consequences are, are dwindling to their violent actions and they're taking the opportunity to, to commit more violent actions because they know the repercussions are, are not going to be there and how do you protect society and then at the same time tell the American people you do not have the right to defend yourself and, and they're, they're trying to take guns away we know they're trying to take guns away yeah tell you you don't have the right to defend yourself oh and by the mm-hmm. way the criminals we're just going to give them a little slap on the wrist and let them out the door you know, this two-tier justice system where people who burned entire cities to the ground, looted, killed people, assaulted police, laid siege to a federal courthouse for weeks.
0: Sixty where, days, man. Yeah, two months. Sixty days. They
1: would get arrested, processed, and released within hours. Yet there's 750 people that were arrested for the Capitol uh, protest that are still sitting in jail and being handed prison sentences. I read one the other day of a a woman who was given three months in federal prison for parading in the Capitol. That was her charge parading in the Capitol. And the judge gave her three months because she brought her 14 year old son with her. And from the bench, he said that she was a a negligent mother for doing so because there were going to be guns there. The police were going to have guns. The protesters were going to have guns. And she brought her son to a dangerous thing. The only guns in the Capitol that day were in the hands of the Capitol police. Yep. And the only person killed that day by a gun was somebody trying to stop people from breaking windows. Yep. Now all the video, now all the videos come out of Ashley Babbitt saying, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that and then she gets killed. This is absurd. When 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 you know that you no longer have the advantage of the justice system behind you, the weight of the justice system behind you where you are innocent until proven guilty, we've flipped that now. Now you are guilty until you can prove your innocence. Right. It, and that's but that's only for certain elements of our society just that's that singular action that's taking place right now is enough to cause civil war. Just that yep. it's going to take, it's going to take the right case of the right person being arrested for the wrong reason. i la no reason whatsoever. And it's going to, it's going to send people over the edge. Um, I,
0: I mean, I seriously think that that, that pump is already primed, and, and we're looking at that now, you know, the, the, um, uh, the judge that was nominated for uh one of the seats i want to say it's an appellate a federal appeals court out in california and um you know she she's sitting before ted cruz and you know ted cruz i'm kind of done with that guy too yeah but uh as as anybody else who has a brain is done with that guy. But I mean the sound bites are what they are. They they are worth worth paying attention to. He asked this this woman, who's gonna get confirmed. I mean she's she, you know, she's oh, yeah. gonna get
1: confirmed. California.
0: Right. It, I, I mean the Senate's controlled by, by Schumer and and yep. that's just what, you know, she's she's gonna get confirmed. But he asked her point blank. Now she's Asian. I don't know, you know, what specific uh, ethnicity, she's coming from, but I do know she's Asian, right? Asians have overwhelmingly been victimized in a lot of urban areas. And yes, that's kind of been, you know, that, that's been swept under the rug in yep. the media quite a bit. But I thought, th- I, I think that it's very ironic at, at the same time because he asked her point blank, he said, you know, do you think that, you know, racial discrimination and racial bias is is a thing you know it is is something that that you should take into consideration she wouldn't answer the question she wouldn't answer the question she would not give a straight answer she was trying to tap dance around it and i mean you know his candor i mean he's he's playing hardball with her because that's his role to play as as you know opposition republican you know whatever he's worried about maintaining his seat in texas
1: appearance yeah
0: but yeah it's the appearance of it he pushed just hard enough so that it would be a sound bite on on some of the conservative outlets but at the same time he should have really pinned her down he should have said it's a yes or no question you will submit an answer yeah and get them on record yep. get them all record. but they're not doing that they have a dual system of justice. They're gonna keep that dual system of justice. The thing is, is that we all see it for what it is. The emperor has no clothes. We no. see this for what it is, and it's not gonna go on much longer. It can't.
1: No, the 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 sheer weight of what of, of this machine that they have built to try to accomplish what they they think they want is is too immense for them to even keep going for much longer the pressure that it's building is absurd and and one of the one of the little quips that like i tell people i like to kind of joke about it i was like you know one of these days they're going to force those of us that don't want to be involved in this that that want to live our lives raise our children work make our money and and just live they're going to force us to get off the couch yep you know because it's what they want they want that. They do want it. Well, they they, they want it. But when it happens, when that then when that very, very, very sad day that I don't want to come does come and it will come, they're not gonna get what they think they wanted. And nah. they're damn sure not gonna want what they get. Um nope. and I'm not saying it's gonna be a lopsided, you know, thing where, where it's just gonna be an overwhelming response. It very well may be. Um, but it's not going to go the way they think it's going to go. Um, they've alienated law enforcement. They've alienated the military. Um, they've they've alienated the veterans, which is the largest standing army on the planet, really, if you take into the veterans in this country and the combat experience under these people's belts. Um, yep. It's it's going to be hor- horrific. And they're, they're only going to be able to blame themselves because Republicans – on average, conservatives, I don't consider myself a Republican because they don't honestly represent me. Um, nah. I am a conservative, but I stride the line. There's liberal causes I, I, or not liberal. There's Democratic causes I wholly believe in. There's conservative causes that I wholly believe in. So I'm, I consider myself politically homeless. There's no party that represents me. And. And as ugly as all this shit that's coming, and I'm not encouraging it, I'm not not telling people to take to the streets or nothing like that. But when this does come, there is a glimmer of hope in all this stuff. And that glimmer of hope is that we can restore some of our rights and, and what this country is supposed to be about. They always talk about equality, but equality is always equality for me, but not for thee, you know. Um, equal, but more animal farm, you know, some animals yep. are more equal than others. And to think of these guys that wrote these kind of books that long ago. And it's, and here it is, we're staring it in the face, but what no one has wrote a book about really, I mean, there's some stuff out there is what does that, what does, when that break happens, what does that look like? When that, when that, when, when that fine, that last straw hits that camel and his knees buckle, what does that look like? And I just sent you a link in um, on Skype. I don't know if if you've watched that um, or or if you've even heard of it, but I highly recommend it. It's it's a very very long series of videos. It's like 24 yeah. hours of videos. It's on uh, YouTube. There's you know Matt can put the link. It's called Roses Have Thorns Part One. Euro, my Dan is the first one.
0: And yeah. It will yeah, show got- you.
1: It will show you how a country is toppled. Watch that and then look at what's happening here. Last summer, I really thought we were at the very edge with with all the the, Mm -hmm. the destruction of the cities and stuff. I think this summer is going to be far worse because not only do we have midterms and the Democrats know that they are going to take a beating. Now, we're also going to have a fight for a new Supreme Court justice, which is going to be adding fuel to that fire. Dramatically, while at the same time they're trying to start a war for distraction. This yep. this this summer is going to make the previous ones pale in comparison, in my opinion. Personal opinion.
0: I agree. I agree. And and you you couple that with supply chain shortages that are not going to get any better. Oh, yeah. Trucker strike in Canada, which is I think it's brilliant. I do, too. Uh, and I'm, I'm cheering these guys on. But it's looking like there's going to be one here in America, too, that's growing. Um, Good. Which again, I think is brilliant. But that's also going to on the other hand, it's also going to exacerbate the supply problems we already have. Yep. I mean, it. you know, people they, there's a lot of stressors that are all coming to a head. So I think you're exactly right, man. I think you're I, exactly right.
1: I'm not, I'm not hopeful is is what I tell people. You know, um, I, I say, I'm just, I'm not hopeful for, for this year. You know, when 2021 came to a close, I kind of made a joke about, uh, uh, you know, about 2022. Someone saying, well, hopefully it'll be better than it was last year. And, and I, and I just kind of looked over at my buddy and I'm, I'm looking at him outside of my, he looked at, me, he's like, what? And I just shook my head and I was like, yeah, you're in for a rough year, bro. If If you think. This year is going to be better than those. Um, I, you know, you understand the fourth turning. I've read the book many times. It's something that I yep. wholeheartedly believe in. Um, what is coming is written on the wall, plain to see, um, and people need to be taking steps to be prepared to deal with that. Um, doesn't mean you need to be involved. You know, if you don't want to get involved in it, don't get involved in it. Um, sadly, because of the way it's being set up here in this country in ukraine it was russians versus ukrainians they're they're virtually the same people okay russians ukrainians virtually the same people here it's going to come down along race lines and you you your uniform will be your color you will be your skin that will be your uniform and and i hate to say that because i've got a lot of black friends i love these guys they're great friends of mine awesome people that i've I hang out with. They come to my house. We barbecue. We shoot. We do stuff. Good friends. of. Yeah. But I know that when that day comes, I'm not going to be able to say, bro. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could come here, but now I'm going to have to defend you from everybody around me too. You know, it's, it's sad. It's sad because,
0: you know, the, the, I feel like that there's been a lot of programming and they, they really ramped it up in the past 20 years of. It's ironic because we've been at war. And the war, that war was predicated on, you know, the American nationalism, and an appeal to American nationalism. You know, we were attacked on 9-11, mm-hmm. joined together, right? We we had a superordinate goal, which is is the the technical term for it. Yep. You know, and then all of a sudden, immediately after that, you have the American left that worked very voraciously to divide us into categorical lines like that, rather than rather than you know have an overall influence for good and emphasize how people in this country are more alike than they are different we 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 narrowed back down on all those things that make us different yep. which are really semantics at the end of the day rather than hammering on a, on a shared experience as Americans and it, it's very, very unfortunate. It's very unfortunate, but it, it's also a reality, and and it's a self fulfilling prophecy too. You know, this this is something that uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson, who I think is is one of the most evil men yeah. to ever occupy the White House, and that's yeah. really saying something. Yeah, it is. This is something that he said was was something he was going to do. This was one of his objectives.
1: Oh, I don't doubt it. You know, the 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 domestic mantra is. Um America is is run all by white people and they oppress all the brown people in their country. They have no opportunity, no chances. This is that. But yet what is still happening every day on our borders? Brown people, and I'm not saying brown people as a pejorative, I'm using their language, pouring over right. our border to get here because life is better here than where they are. Right. So so is it so the ones that are here, what why don't you go trade places for a while? Why don't you go live in Mexico, Nicaragua, or Sudan, or the Congo, or or China, or go try some of these other countries out for a while, and then come back here and tell us how horrible it is to live in this country.
0: Yep. Nah, yeah. I mean, and it's it's an open challenge, and you know, you know the, the, these celebrities that push this stuff, they're never going to do that. No. They're never going to, they, they're never going to. Sit there and 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 live by any of the things that they talk about. That ain't gonna happen, man. No. And it, you know they talk a big game, and the thing is, is that when you know they they've got a, they have a power structure behind them. Oh that yeah. Made them celebrities, and they're saying behind closed doors, it's just like this whole Whoopi Goldberg thing. <laughs> you know, she, it, I mean, it, it's the, behind closed doors, they're scrambling because they you know they they know. That she said something now that is asking a question, that is yep. getting into the the minds of a lot of people, and they're like, "Wait a minute, you know what what is it exactly that she said that got her shut down?" And I think that it's really funny because you 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 know she she makes derogatory statements all the time about a lot of different people out there and and dehumanizes a lot of different people, but all of a sudden there's certain taboo subjects that she can't bring up. You know, and I, I, just, I think that that's interesting, um, and sad, all at the yeah. same time. It's, it's sad. The yeah. whole, the whole thing is sad. And this is, you know, her especially because she's been one of the more virulent voices on the left of stoking people's anger over and over, and doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, she's, she's got the heat turned up on her, and you know, they, they don't like that.
1: And know? she is indignant about it too. She came out with her little oh, yeah. milk toast apology, but but it, the 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 real catch to it is that it did lay bare how these people actually feel. Like when she said that the Holocaust wasn't about race because it was white people killing each other, like right? They have they. It goes back to what I said earlier about the left. When they tell a lie long enough to them, it becomes fact. Like yep. to them, it is fact, and so when they say this lie long enough to her, that was a natural response. She wasn't even trying to be um, controversial when she said it. That's her firm belief. Two big groups of white people, one trying to trying to eradicate the other. That's that's not racist. That's just white people killing white people. You know, right? It's um, exactly so, right. To her, it was it, it was an innocent thing to say because it is acceptable to say. Except that it's not. They think it's acceptable, but a lot of people went, "Hey, what? What the well, fuck? What did you, what did you just she's,
0: say?" She's got you know? by with saying stuff like that directed towards other groups of people in the yes. past. it has been no big deal. Yep. It's been cheerleaded on, and now all of a sudden, uh oh, um, I don't know, man. It 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 introduces a question that I think is uncomfortable in a lot of people's minds, uh, and that's. It's it's part and parcel of it too, yep. and you know we're it it's painting a, a very broad picture that's that's kind of it, it's like a kaleidoscope you know you you turn it long enough and and the image comes into focus you know it it, it it's we we are on a very interesting path and um you know it, and I want to revisit real quick you know coming up on an hour and a half
1: which is yeah we're, we're running here. <laughs>
0: One. Been going at it, man. It's it's a good one. Uh, been burning it down, but the, Hell yeah. um, you know the the getting back to the whole thing about the you know the counter narrative that the left, the established left is trying to spin against guys like myself, you, any voice of reason out there that is saying, hey, look, you know, we shouldn't be poking the bear with Russia. Maybe this this whole NATO expansion thing is not such a good idea. We need to back off of this stuff. Maybe we need to, you know, call into question corruption here at home, election integrity, which is, you know, a huge deal. You guys ripped off the last election. You can't prove to us you cannot prove to us in a stone cold sober way that you won the election fairly. In every effort at an election audit, you immediately come out, you call crazy conspiracy theory, whatever, and, and now file suits now, against the stop. Yeah. And and for the you know, for the past four years of Donald Trump presidency, you know, everybody you didn't like was a Russian influence agent. Everybody you didn't like was was a, a you know answered to Putin. Mm-hmm. I don't get paid, you know, based on on any of that crap. So I think that all of this is is pretty ridiculous. But point is though is is that the Russians. You you you'll get accused of being a you know a a Russophile or you know somebody that's supporting the Russians. The thing to understand is is that there really isn't a good side in this conflict. The Russians absolutely have it out for us. Oh yeah. They're going to be bringing up their boys from South America and Central and in the Caribbean. That's how it's going down. And it would be very stupid to say, at least in my estimation. Get your thoughts on that. It would be very, very stupid to say that they don't already have a substantial network of actors from Central and South America already up and running, a fifth column that is already up and running here in the United States. What do you say to that?
1: I believe that the pink phase is rapidly approaching and you know exactly what i'm talking about you've read spetsnats yep. before um yep. and i yep. believe that the pink phase is is about to go hot um i think that those little those and and start watching the news everybody should be paying attention to to the news i don't mean the nightly news but what we need to do is to start looking at these trends like we've seen some in the past where some substations were hit and some things like this happen but we need to start watching now for those little things that are going down like like the fertilizer plant that was just burning
0: that's exactly right. what I was about to mention you yeah. you you literally read my mind
1: yeah so events like that scattered across the country that are seemingly unrelated but when you start seeing these numbers of in of an industrial destruction you know industrial capacity destruction or railway accidents or power outages or uh, water systems being damaged, internet outages, um, cell phone problems, all the things that the modern human relies on um, to, to live and, and need. When you start seeing those things getting hit all around the country, and, and they're going to seem totally unrelated. But I've already got a map ready to start pinning them on. Um, and the first one went in Georgia because I'm, so I'm starting to keep track from like right now. Yep. So my first incident was Georgia and I'm going to watch to see what's happening and where and, and also making notes, all right, Georgia fertilizer plant. Well, geez, what's fertilizer commonly used for, you know, all too well. Yep. You know, I mean, ammonium nitrate is ammonium nitrate, you know what I'm saying? So, um, and when you start seeing these things go in place, in the book that you've referenced before, too, Spetsnats, they talk about how they will do these things. They will infiltrate the country yep. with Spets and other forces, South Americans in this case, and they will start conducting these sabotage missions. That's as conflict approaches. As conflict gets draws nearer and nearer, all of this stuff picks up in speed and intensity. Right. So. So preparation you
0: know, of the battlefield.
1: It, yeah, they're, they're prepping the job site. Exactly. They're prepping the job site. And that's where the cyber attacks come in, too. Not only are we going to have physical dis- attacks on, on facilities, um, then we're going to have the cyber attacks, too. Um, I expect to see 911 systems go down in a lot of places. That's a big one, in my opinion. Because yep. when 911 systems start getting knocked out, and they will get knocked out, because then people will panic. Because Right, our society has been conditioned for decades that nothing is your is, is your fault or your problem to deal with. That when something happens, you got to call somebody and they'll come fix it for you. You know, be it an injury or a crime or even a flat tire on your car. AAA comes and does it. I don't have to do that. Today, you don't have to leave the house go buy your groceries. Somebody else will get them bring them to you. So we're conditioned in this. And when all those systems start to fail we're going to have a society full of people that do not know how to take care of themselves, do not know how to respond to a crisis because they've never faced discomfort let alone a crisis in their life. Yep. And and the whole fight flight thing, well there's that middle ground too, freeze. And there's going to be a lot of people that just freeze in place. They're going to they're going to be so shocked and stunned when this all starts kicking off that they're not going to know what to do i mean they're panicking now because they can't go to the grocery store and buy raviolis you know they're not on the shelf or whatever um right that's messing with their head wait till like i said earlier what do you've been in the dark for four days and there's no news you, you the internet's down you're in the dark you don't own a radio anymore because you do everything for your phone you only own a transistor radio that you can turn on and try to catch a terrestrial broadcast to see what's happening Yep. People will be in the dark with no idea what is happening. And that's why I say the Russians could destroy this country with never firing a shot because we will do it to one another. And then. Cracks the
0: damn, man.
1: Yeah. It's. I just just don't think people really grasp the level of impact because wars have always happened someplace else. We watched them on the news, you know? And yeah, our guys would come back and tell us about how horrible it was and this and that. And, you know, but it was always on the news. And, you know, and if I didn't like looking at it, I just changed the channel. Well, you're not going to be able to change the channel in this one. And nope. you are you are going to be the perfect example of of Darwinism. You are either going to evolve and adapt to the new situation or you're going to die quickly. And sadly, I'm afraid that a lot of people through sheer inadaptability are going to die. And it's it's terribly sad. It's uh,
0: it, it is, but it's a uh, it's a reality though. It's a reality, and and yeah. you know what separates us from places like Ukraine that has you know you Ukraine circling back to the Ukrainian example, or really anywhere else it, that's been in civil conflict, is, is that with Ukraine there was there you know there, there were there's an established culture on both ends that are in conflict yes here in the united states it's that that established culture is many different things oh god and so yeah. it, it, it man i, I don't it, it's it's going to be interesting it's going to be interesting for sure
1: interesting but, that's that's one word for it terrible terrifying horrific um, I, I just I, can't, I don't think I can impress upon people my belief. I started writing a book um, several years ago that went down these lines um, and, and I and I abandoned the project because I realized that that what I was writing, number one, nobody would publish. Like Amazon wouldn't even let me self publish this book, probably if they if they got into it, and read any of it. Um, people are capable of unimaginable horrors to one another. Um, you know, history is
0: defined by
1: it. it, it, yeah, you know, and one of the most ferocious things on the face of this earth has, has always been the American fighting man. You know, we, we were on our knees in, you know, in, in 1940, but by 1945, we were the supreme power on the face of this earth. The United States was. We sent men, women, material, planes, tanks and everything all over this world and crushed two major um, dictators that were, you know, butchering millions upon tens of millions of people. And we crushed that. But we were we fight harder and are more barbaric in our fighting. When we fight each other, the Civil War is the prime example. You look at the numbers of dead in Gettysburg and places like that of of we killed. We will kill ourselves harder and faster than we will kill an opposing force. And I think people don't understand that. History is not lost on me. You know, I think that that when this does start, um, the 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 acts of barbarism really is the only word to describe it will shock and stun people. I think it's I think that people who aren't used to living in the world and reading and following the kind of stuff that we follow and and uh, you know have never heard that there are people in the world that will pour a flaming gel on your face and light it on fire while you're alive and watch it burn until all the skin is gone and there's nothing but your skull on your face and you're still alive and screaming. Yep. Okay. There's people here that can't comprehend that, but not only are they going to witness it, they very potentially may have it occur to them. And they aren't doing a damn thing now to prepare to not be that guy screaming through his skull because his face is just burned off. You know, Um, I think it's going to be just. there isn't a word for it, in my opinion, of what this is going to look like. It's going Well, be
0: that bad. you know, and it, it, no, I agree, and, and and it's all the more reason that people need to be getting out there and they need to be getting training. So, and, I agree, hundred percent. As much as you can, like it's it's one thing to own a bunch of gear, it's another to know how to use it, and implement it properly, and and understand how to plan for contingencies, how to get yourself trained, how to be prepared for that next step when things come knocking on your door, because you know, OJT is is always Whoa, suboptimal. Bad
1: idea. Well, and and, and here's the thing too. <clears throat> you you get your kit, you get your gear, you've you got to learn to use it like you just said. Then you need to get it set for you. All right. Right. Shooter's preference. You know, you're gonna find out oh well, if I move this pouch three inches forward, this is a lot easier for me to do, or whatever. And and you don't have to spend money to train, you can stand in front of your mirror and practice your draw. You can stand in front of your mirror and practice your mag changes. You can, you know, same thing for your rifle. You know, you can do it for your pistol. It doesn't cost money to go out and train. Um, you can, you can watch YouTube videos if if you don't have the income to to pay for a training class. Watch a YouTube video of a credible instructor, not someone like an Instructor Zero or them clowns. I mean, a real instructor, okay? And and then practice those moves. You watch Carl, tactical
0: rifleman.
1: He's a wealth of knowledge, uh, yeah. and, and he's a he's a genuinely great dude, a great friend of mine. I might be seeing him later this month, actually. I'm I got to figure that out. But, um, but, but, but start preparing yourself, harden your your mind, body, and soul, um, really, because you are going to need it. It, it. There's the old saying I know you've heard it that that when that day comes, none of us have enough hard hearted friends that are willing to step into the breach, you know,
0: no, that's, that's, that's a fact too.
1: Yeah. That is none fact. of us, none of us have enough. No, um,
0: that, that's why the, the line from, um, from Henry V, you know, that the, the uh, Shakespeare that I used originally as a tagline for brush beer once more into the breach, dear friends. Yeah. That's the reason yep. that I use that. Yeah. That, that is exactly why.
1: Yep. I have a, you know, I've been doing this stuff for 30 years, okay? Uh, and and I have a, a handful of guys that I know I can depend on and that if I call, they'll come. And I can count them on my fingers and I still got fingers left. And I've been doing this for 30 years. Yeah. You know? But I also never served in the military, so I don't have that alumni to pull from. Um, mine's all been organically created, you know, Going out and doing the things and meeting the people, finding those people that I clicked with, that I agreed with, that we thought the same way, and then building those relationships, you know, because you're going to need those people because you're going you're gonna to have to go to sleep at some point, you know, and just like that guy's going to trust his life to you when he goes to sleep, you got to trust your life and your family's life to him when you go to sleep. No exactly. man, no man, woman or family is an island. You will not make it alone um but it's also it's, it's not going to come down the way people think you know it's not going to just you defending your house you and your neighbors are going to get together and put up a roadblock at the end of the street you can bet your ass on that when the time comes
0: it's, it's going to be community man yes <clears throat> it's going to be community 100 yes. percent.
1: and we preach community all the time that's something me and alan talk about is you do need community um alan's spent two years he was building a beautiful community and then the entire thing collapsed for no reason whatsoever it just collapsed and he had spent two years i mean of doing nothing but building this thing and it collapsed because of the people around who didn't want to really invest the time didn't take it seriously um looked at it more as a hobby for you for me for like john ammons for for guys that you know carl this is a lifestyle to us this is what we do you know, this is right. a hobby to me. This is how I live. When I get up in the morning and I put my clothes on, I put my pistol on, I put my flashlight on, I put a knife in my pocket, I put a tourniquet in my pocket. I'm ready to start my day. And that's if I'm not even leaving my damn house. That's what I have on my person. You know? Yeah. You you got to change your mindset and and how you how you think about things. And and sadly, like you said, OJT sucks. Um and, and um the first day of work is is rapidly approaching. Rapidly approaching.
0: I think so too. I think so too. Coming in a minute or a minute. Uh one hour and forty five minutes, dude. Yeah. This is this has been wow.
1: Man, we can uh, do this anytime you want because
0: uh, Yeah, brother. You there? I think we've lost him, uh, but anyhow, man, what what an incredible interview! And uh, you know, hey, folks, underscores the whole thing. Get yourselves prepared, get yourselves squared away, get out there, get that training for myself. Ah, should I should hit it, my it.
1: mute button. Sorry about that. <laughs> Ah, there you, are. Yeah, there you are! I hit my mute yeah. button, but yeah, but but continue. Yeah, we've been doing this for a while, and yeah, I know you got stuff to do yeah, too. My, it, my it, wife flies it, in, so I got to pick get, her up at the airport. Get
0: yourself squared away. Yeah, get yourself training. Take every opportunity every day. Do not waste a moment. Uh, seriously, you know, and and check out the Going Home series if you haven't already. It's an international bestseller. Uh, the series, you know, Chris Weatherman, Angry American, one of the most genuine dudes on the planet when when it comes to just being an all-around awesome guy, family man, got an incredible family and, and a great guy to hang out with as well. Brother, thank you for being on with us today.
1: Absolutely, man. Well, this has been a long time to make, and you, we've been trying to do this forever. <laughs> and, and I'm glad that, that today things finally lined up and we're able to pull this off because uh, if you ever want to do this again, man, I'll be happy yes. to come on here because just like you, all I want to do is, is spread the word and wake people up. Um, right. And if and I know that you're advertising the civil defense books and they're awesome. They're great. I actually ordered them. I I like them, too. They're they're fantastic books. But yeah. check out Decline and Decay that Alan Kay and myself wrote. Um, yes, it's it's not as detailed as those. It's more of a 30,000 foot view. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're getting nervous and you're like, I haven't done shit yet, get. Decline of the K, read it first, then read the civil defense manuals because they'll make more sense. Not that they don't make sense. Mine's a broad view, tells you the big things to do. Then his starts breaking it down into the steps to to complete it. It's a fantastic companion, in my opinion. I was really impressed with him. Um, But, but, yeah, start something. Just start. You know, the hardest thing to do is start. Um, And you can either... Take the first step your, on your own, or somebody's going to push you, and you don't want to be pushed. So,
0: Amen, brother. Well, coming at y'all live from Brilla Camp, located deep in the heart of rural northern North Carolina and Florida. In case try, American, it has been great. Uh, just under two hours of, of incredible stuff, brother. Thank you for being here, Um, and for everybody else out there, get out there and train. God bless y'all. This is NC Scout, out.